listening to the Jisco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. This is that podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. All right. Well, Happy New Year to you, Mark. How was your New Year's? <laughs> uh, pretty quiet. Uh, watched a lot of football. Um, rode my bike a couple miles. Okay. It was freezing. Okay. Um, I rode it much more the couple days before when it was nice out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a cold start to the year already. That's okay. You know, it could be worse. It could be... <laughs> could be iced up on the roads and all that stuff so it's not it's just cold right 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 uh yeah i only had maybe one or two icy spots that i had to worry about but that was uh that was the most that was gonna happen so that's all right well cool well i actually had a nice warm one i was down in florida uh we've got two (laughs) sets of families down there i didn't go to the bowl game um saw the hawks did win but we were traveling back about that day because for some unbeknownst reason, uh, Ankeny School actually starts on July or January second. Who came up with that brilliant idea? Let's let's start the kids January the day after bowl games. So um, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was just kind of whoa. Hey, we got to be back. <laughs> so um, so you know, being good parents, we we made sure our kids are back in school and all that good stuff. So. Um, so here we are back and it's, you know, we go from basically 80 degrees to 15 degrees and you can just, yeah, (laughs) it's just like, wow, where did, uh, where did that warmth go? But Hey, we live in Iowa. We're okay with that. We ride our bikes year round. We, you know, if it's 15, we just put better clothing on, I guess. And, but we're still going to complain about it, right? Whenever it's 15 degrees out. Yeah. That's all right. Being here. You know, we get to complain that it's too freaking cold. So, yeah. Speaking of cold weather riding, about a week from now, we're actually going to have a little party in your neck of the woods, and we're going to do a little bike. Hey, cool. We're going to do a little bike ride with that. How's that sound, Mark? Hey, even cooler. Yeah. We may have only a dozen people or so that might do the bike ride because who knows what the weather's supposed to be. I haven't even looked, but but basically we're going to gather over at Big Grove. And if you haven't been to Big Grove before, you're in for a treat. It's basically a little playland for adults that happens to serve some pretty good food and some pretty good beer. And uh, it's a mm-hmm. great place to do a little bike ride because it got a nice trail, basically a chip shot from the backyard of the Big Grove Brewery. And uh, you've been on that yeah. trail a few times, haven't you? Yeah, you know, I've been to Big Grove. I've ridden to Big Grove Brewery so much that I just leave a lock there <laughs> on the bike rack. I don't even uh, I don't even take one home. I just have a drop lock to, to leave there. Very cool. Well, we are going to have a couple of things going on. We have, first off, we have a little bike ride, just a, a gathering. Mm-hmm. Anyone that wants to come ride, we'll actually throw in a free beer for you. So we'll buy you a beer right. if you if you brave the elements with Whoa. us on a bike. You can't just show up with a helmet and say, hey, give me a free beer. you you got to <laughs> ride with us, and we'll, we'll chat with you and all that good stuff. Uh, so you uh-huh. earn your beer. And when we come back, we're going to have some music from Mike McAbee. Um, I don't know if you know Mike, but he, I know he Mike. is the IP outside guy. 
which might be <laughs> might be a little cold this time of year for Mike, but um, no matter yeah. what, he's got some great great tunes and always puts a smile on your face. So we talk about the fun side of cycling. He's the fun side of music. And awesome. so Mike's going to play for about an hour. Then we're going to come up on stage and do a live podcast of the Just Go Bike podcast celebrating our 100th, yep, 100th episode. Whoa. And I'm not sure if we have the technology know-how to do this. We might be flying by the seat of our pants to try to make it happen. But somehow, somewhere, we're going to record this sucker live at Big Grove and put it up for everyone to listen that's not there that day. Man, that's that's flying without a yeah. net. That's yeah. that's going to be spectacular. We're going to have to tell the girls to to ease up on the f bombs and stuff like that, you know, because you know we don't <laughs> want that little e showing up on our, you know, on our podcast. <laughs> I don't think we have much worry uh, with Andrew and Kathy. Oh, okay. I think they're pretty straight and narrow. But you and I, on yeah. the other hand, that might be a problem. And we might have a few guests along the way. We're we're saying, hey, anyone come out? Well, you might share the microphone with a few people in the audience. Um, you know, who knows who, who could show up on that podcast? Maybe some former guests that we've had on. Um, mm-hmm. But it sounds like a few people might show up. And it'll be fun to do a little ride, do a little talking, do a little uh, listening to Mike Maccabee. Just, you know, it's just a good yeah. way to kind of kick off the new year. Um, you know, if you've already had some of those, oh, what do you call those resolutions that said, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to have a dry January. This might not be a good event for you. Uh, if you're going to big Grove or if your resolution was to get more miles in, Hey, what do you know? We're going to, we're going to knock off about 10 miles or so. Good way to start. So, uh, this could be good for you or it could be bad for you on your resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. So there's other things coming up real quick. I know um, you know that that event is January 10th over at Big Grove, but it seems like right after that we are into the thick of the bike calendar, which kicks off that that big week. I know we announced the route uh, on that the culmination of of that entire week. But how are things shaping up with the the bike expo, the bike summit, draft party, all that good stuff happening coming up soon, Mark? You know, the bike expo's happening great. Uh, we just, I got two new expo vendors today. One I'm super excited about, Silka. Have you ever heard of those Silka. guys? Is that the stuff you put in your coffee or like? Uh, no, 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 no. Silka. It's, uh, it is those, um, they're, they're air pumps or floor pumps. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Essentially is what they made. Okay. And uh, those guys, I don't know how old that brand is, but it is old. Italian bicycling oh, yeah, yeah. brand. And they they make some cool stuff. And then, so they just uh, just today uh, got signed up for the expo. So I'm excited. It's Very it's cool. really awesome. Uh Velocity Wheels is coming. I've been on I've been on this wheel bender lately. Uh, wheels and tires. I think it's uh, uh, watching Russ's uh, videos from Pathless Pedal. He has been talking about tires and wheels and the supple life here for quite a bit and so i've been binge watching some of its stuff and and uh man there's so much world in wheels and tires right now that is just blowing my mind Mm. um so uh velocity with their uh wheel stuff i'm happy to see them at our our expo Mm. too so um yeah some really cool vendors i think we're gonna have a big full crowd um we're just doing some kind of final uh 
tweaks and, and things like that to get things buttoned up, um, ordering banners and, and things. Um, and I think we're going to be ready to go for that. So yeah, yeah, it should be pretty cool. Yeah. And that week will also open up registration for a lot of our, what we're dubbing now the Ragbri training series. And, you know, obviously yeah. Pigtails will be in his third year, Bacoon Ride in his sixth year, and we might have a few more surprises um, that'll that'll kick off the season with, with some announcements just before the round announcement party. So there's some... Yeah, I think that'll be cool. Yeah, there's some fun stuff. I think I think there's... It's, it's more than just coming to hear the towns. That whole weekend is about, you know, just you know, rebonding with your friends and seeing, seeing, you know, people you haven't seen in probably six months, um, getting excited mm-hmm. about cycling or, or, you know, talking to one of these companies with some of their cool products. Uh, yeah, you're going to find out where we're going to go. And that's, that obviously is the culmination of the entire weekend, but I've never seen anyone that didn't have a really good time at the route announcement party. So I'm looking forward to it because we get the cat out of the bag. Um, I haven't <laughs> talked to Aaron Buzza down in Macon, Georgia, to hear what the oh, what yeah. the odds are on towns because Aaron, who used to be over at the Waterloo uh, Convention Visitor Bureau, he used to do the odds for Ragbri, and he escaped to the warmer climes of, of I believe it's Macon. I, I could be wrong, but Macon, Georgia. Aaron Buzza. He is making bacon. Making bacon. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hopefully, maybe he'll he'll tune in, and maybe maybe we'll get him to uh, toss us some odds on some towns that uh, he's got in his back pocket because he is the keeper of the odds. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, cool. Well, it sounds like we got lots of stuff going on. I know Murph did an interview with Sarah Cooper. She could be the first full-blown podcast interview that we've come back and interviewed again. I mean, we've had a couple mm-hmm. of guests that have popped on and stuff like that, but, but full-blown interview – we went to 99 before we did a duplicate. And and wow. I wouldn't even call her a duplicate because just listening to the podcast, she went from one of the most extraordinary athlete racers, whatever you want to call her, endurance athletes in, in our state or actually in the, in the country, to now working the other side and actually putting on events. So, um, real neat yeah. transition. Um, so give a listen, uh, Murph's interview with Sarah Cooper. I'm not sure. Did you interview Sarah the first time or was that Murph or, or. No, I think that was, uh, either Brian Powers or, or Cal Munson. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she's got, I mean, this is an interesting time of year because, uh, there's a couple gravel events that just kind of announced. I know, uh, Guitar Ted, who's been on this show mm-hmm. before. Um, announced he's got a single speed gravel event coming up. That's kind of a exclusive. I mean, there's no, uh, you have to have one cog. That's <laughs> it. Um, uh, so I'm assuming that's going to be an epic event. And, and it sounds like their registration opened today, January 2nd, and is going to fill up today. Ah, cool. Uh, so, uh, wow. You know, what a following to be able to to fill an event that quick. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I know Sarah's got something going on too. I'm anxious to hear about what her plans are. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Lots of good stuff happening here in the, the great state of Iowa and, and all over the Midwest. I mean, there's some, there's some traditional, really cool events that happen. Um, you know, both sides of it, not just on the bike, but actually in the bike industry as well. I know our, our neighboring States all have some pretty cool events. We obviously have the Iowa bike expo, which is, 
quickly become you know one of the absolute staples on the bike calendar uh, for people to check out new stuff. But but our neighboring states up in Wisconsin, they do some cool events. Chicago does some some cool events this time of year. So uh, real anxious to see because there's lots to go around. Uh, I think we're we're leading the way in, in quite a few of those arenas, and um, you mm-hmm. know we've got so many cool roads and so many so many cool people that are just really excited about cycling in this area. So, uh, yeah, really really exciting stuff to come down the pike, and um, you know good good to see you know people like Sarah jumping on board, and um, I think Guitar Ted passing the torch on some of those events and, and looking at new endeavors, which is which is really cool, and. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wishing, wishing all them, you know, having fun and exciting events and, and safe events as well. Yeah. Well, cool. So, no, I think it's great. So, so New Year's came and, and went. So you just get, get to kick back to the right announcement party. You got anything else going on, Mark? Uh, you know, that's it. We're prepping for legislative session that's going to start uh, January 17th, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, round announcement party draft is coming up there on the Thursday before. We got a safe routes to school workshop and the Iowa Bicycle Summit, which is our education seminar. I'm just tracking down one more speaker and we got that thing nailed down. Um and uh just filling up the Iowa Bike Expo. Hopefully we'll be uh we'll be full. We got a few more booths that we're uh working on to uh to get filled up. Otherwise, yeah, I think we're ready to go for this year. Sounding good. Well, we're looking forward to it. We'll have a booth there, Rag Rag have a booth. We've got lots of meetings. We meet with a couple of our internal folks, like our bike shops and our charters, but we also have just kind of a meeting for for clubs and teams. Um, You know, we're we're pretty open to questions year-round, but if you want to come and and ask us questions, if you got a question about – I don't know, you know, how did, you know, how do you get more Kaibos by your campsite or, you know, can I, <laughs> can I ride an e-bike on, on, on Ragbri? What, whatever your question is, we're going to, we're going to mostly answer those questions. I'll probably skirt a few because people always ask, Hey, where's the route going? Or, 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 you know, is this town going to be on the route or whatever? You know, we'll, we'll bypass those questions, but if you got a question, yeah, we want to answer it for you. So come to come to those meetings. That'll happen during the day. Um, if not, you know, another opportunity, January 10th over at Big Grove. We, we'll answer questions there, too. So um, lots of opportunities. If you've got your question about, about cycling, anything legislative, Mark will be there uh, as well. But, um, hey, we're, we're looking forward to seeing people. And, and that whole weekend just really kicks off. Just Just a really exciting time in the state of Iowa. Awesome. All right. We might as well get to Murph's interview. It's going to be a good one. So here's Murph and Sarah Cooper. Just Go Bike podcast listeners, a.k.a. Murph here for another edition of Just Go Bike. And for those of you who have been listening uh, for all 90-some episodes, you may have heard um, from our guest before that we have on today. Her name is Sarah Cooper. Hey, Sarah. Hi. 
So Sarah is an ultra distance cyclist and we have had her on the podcast a couple times to talk about her adventures on Race Across America and I think maybe um, a race across Iowa that she did as well. So I want to talk just briefly about those things because they're so amazing and so far beyond what I'm capable of doing. Um, but I also want to talk about her uh, position uh, as race director for a couple of different races. So let's get started. Sarah, tell the listeners how you got into ultra distance cycling. Well, it wasn't any one particular thing. It was more a combination of things. Um, I, I started out as a triathlete and I did a number of triathlons working my way up from the Olympic distance to um, Ironman. And, you know, in the process of, of doing ultra events, you start finding other stuff on Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and initially I fancied myself as an ultra runner. Um, and so, you know, I started looking at really, really difficult things like Badwater 135. And in the process of looking at that, I noticed they had two cycling events too. One was the Furnace Creek 508 and the other was the Death Valley Double Century. And so, <laughs> It's just as as I moved through triathlon and I started looking at these other things to do, um, I actually injured myself running at Ironman Canada and needed to take a break. So I thought, well, I can't run and I'm not that great of a runner anyway, but why don't I try cycling? And so I just entered the Death Valley Double Century <laughs> and went and did that and actually um, was the first finisher um, overall, I, I finished ahead of all the men and the women, which oh, wow. was, yeah, it was just really cool. I mean, it's a cool place to ride your bike and then to end up on the top of a field. It was a pretty experienced field too. And I, you know, it was my first double. So it was like, Oh, well, I guess I'll do this for a while. Yeah. And so I just, you know, you, you just find stuff on Google. I think it's, it's like a Pandora's box. And sure. <laughs> so I just started trying stuff and I did a 24 hour race and then I moved into gravel racing and it just kind of ballooned out of control from there. Wow. And do you still do um, running as a, like a side hobby? No, as I got better um, at ultra cycling and started taking on, um, bigger races uh, with crew and more expenses it just it became an extreme liability sure you know when you sign up for a race that costs a lot of money and you're taking eight friends along it's it's hard to say well I'm going to go for a run and then hurt yourself right right um I'm I'm not I'm not well balanced I'm not put together terribly well I've got one leg that's short and crooked and so running for me has always been a real balance between injury and um and actually staying in one piece so Mm -hmm. I haven't managed to to combine cycling with anything else really well one big ride that comes to mind for me is race across America um, because I followed you uh, when you were in that race and I just am I'm floored by the mental game that probably goes along with that Um, but we talked about this on the podcast back in March and July of 2017 I think that you spoke with TJ both times but can you like maybe briefly tell listeners what the race is about and then some of the highlights of you participating in that it's a 3,000 mile race across the country it starts in Oceanside California and ends in Annapolis Maryland and basically the clock never stops so as soon as you start everything is on the clock your your sleep um your breaks if you stop for anything um that time counts against you Mm -hmm. and so 
it's it's a constant race until you get there um and you have a crew i had i had 10 people and three cars and their job is just to keep you going right and so it's just it's really it's a relentless experience um it, it ended up being a really incredible experience it was um they call it the hardest ultra cycling race in existence and i really don't disagree <laughs> there, there's something about um not sleeping that just <laughs> takes this experience to a whole different yeah mental and physical level um you know in the first the first couple of days went well we had a a headwind from California essentially through Kansas. And so it was slow and <laughs> not quite the speed that I was hoping for. Right. Um, but unfortunately just the, having that wind in my face and being on the bike, um, 22 hours out of every 24, um, my neck started to give out. Um, and so that was really the whole story of my race was trying to finish that race with a condition called Shermer's neck. Mm. And basically, the muscles of your neck just get progressively weaker until you can't, oh, you can't. hold your head up anymore. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So I went from slow to, you know, painfully slow. And um, actually, I tore my scaling muscle. And so from, like, late Colorado, it felt like I had a knife in the back of my neck. Ugh. And so it was just, you know, it was just a struggle. And it was an amazing and wonderful struggle, too, as awful as it sounds. It was like, wow, I survived it. Yeah, you survived it, yeah. And we, you know, we still managed to have fun and um, enjoy the race along the way. And it was just, yeah, it's an amazing experience that's really hard to put into words. Mm -hmm. I feel really fortunate to have been able to do that race. And, and have a wonderful crew, too, didn't you? Yeah, they were great. And, you know, it was just like... I, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. Um, even though I had Shermer's neck, it was like, that was as hard as I could imagine that race being. We had bad weather. I had Shermer's neck. And then we got to the East Coast and you think, oh, wow, you're almost done. Well, then we had the remnants of a tropical storm. Oh, <laughs> so just, rain and rain and more rain. Yeah, rain, buckets of rain. Um, I struggled with hypothermia. And, that you, you know, you're riding up and down these really steep climbs in the Appalachians. It was just incredible. Wow. So to put it into so, perspective, uh, about 3,000 miles, how many days were you on the bike? It took um, over 11 days. Oh, and okay. I was hoping to finish in 10. So it took, you know like a day and a half longer than I, than I'd hoped, but, right. um, but it was, yeah, it was a really difficult year. I think there were only 13 finishers oh, that year. And you were a finisher, weren't you? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. I won yeah. the, I won the women's race. There oh, were five gosh. women that entered and, um, only two of us finished. Wow. So yeah, it was a really difficult year. Like the perspective that most listeners will have is, you know, Ragbri, which is seven days, of cycling and we do less than 500 miles. And of course we get, you know, most of us get a full night's sleep and stop and have beers along the way. So your ride was <laughs> much more aggressive. Yeah. You just never, never stop for long mm -hmm. and you just, it, and it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a mental feat and you, you have to go into that race prepared for that. You can't, mm -hmm. Like for me, it was like, I didn't want my crew to have to spend a lot of time talking me into getting back on the bike. You oh, know, it's sure. like they woke me up and I got on the bike. There wasn't any argument or discussion about that. And so it's just a different level from say doing a 500 mile race. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Just, you're really broken down bef before the end of that race. Right. 
Well, and you had mentioned um, sleep deprivation, and that had to play a significant role. So you were sleeping like uh, hours a day or minutes a day? Um, well, it boiled down to like the, the long sleep was 90 minutes. That's and it? Then, Each- yeah, and, yeah, and then you'd get um, a 20-minute nap, like you'd bookend your day with a couple 20-minute naps. And so the first day you don't sleep at all. You go, I, I think I went 30 hours before I actually had a sleep and and then it's just a regular schedule and that's just enough it's just enough sleep Mm -hmm. to keep you functional and it it actually is enough it's uncomfortable and and it's you're not a rocket scientist by the end I mean as dumb as a rock but (laughs) (laughs) but I could still do math I was quite proud of the fact that I could still do math (laughs) well and, and you were mindful enough to understand pedal forward keep moving forward like yeah, and you just have to burn that into your soul before you ever get into that situation. If mm-hmm. you don't have your mental act together when you start that race, that's no place to figure it out. You have to have that stuff figured out before you get there. Sure, sure, sure. Because, you know, when things start going wrong like they did for me, um, you, you can't be second-guessing yourself. You've mm-hmm. got to just get on that bike and keep going, and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, well, congratulations. There are, like, very few people that can say that they've mastered Race Across America. Yeah, it's an elite club. It was yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, another ride, let's come back to Iowa, is Trans-Iowa. So um, you've participated in this event. Maybe give us the listeners a little bit of idea what that is. Completely different than Race Across America, but still equally as tough. Yeah, that's at the, at the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, you can't have crew. You can't have anyone out there to support you. You're basically given a set of directions and you need to find your way around this course oh, okay. um, before the, the time gets up. And you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to bring all of the clothing that you need and buy or carry whatever food and fluids you need along the way. You can't have anybody meet you out there or give it to you or anything like that. So it's sort of the opposite sure, <laughs> of, yeah. of Race Across America where pretty much all I had to do was say, hey, I want this, and it magically appeared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... And that, I think, is what really, um, really toughened me up as a cyclist Mm -hmm. and gave me the confidence to move on and try something like Race Across America, where you're really just out there and, you know, stretched your limit. Sure. But it's just, it's a fantastic and wonderful challenge. You know, you're out there and just, and April's just a terrible month to ride outside. Mm -hmm. And you're outside, you've got 34 hours to finish. And the first year I did it, I was just such a beating. <laughs> I, can only I imagine. Had, yeah, I had injured my Achilles tendon, so I didn't go into this in the best physical shape. And oh, it, yeah. I mean, I finished t- tied for first with the only other woman to finish that year in, in completely dead last. Like, oh. we barely made it. I think we had 45 minutes on the clock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, and, you know, we didn't mention it, but this is gravel, isn't it? Yeah, it's all gravel. Yeah, so it's, so, you know, it's a, it's a lot of vibration and, and bumps and, you know, you just feel kind of battered by the end of that. Right. So I finished, that was um, the 10th year. The 11th year following that was the year that nobody finished. It, it was just rain and mud and, oh, really? um, yeah, nobody finished. And then the, the year after that, V12, I, <clears throat> I won out right that year. And that, that year was actually, I mean, it was like, out of the 340 miles, I'd say 300 of it was fresh rock, you know, the big chunky yeah. stuff that looks like it belongs on railroad tracks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, it was such a beating. But it was great. You know, I had a blast doing it. And yeah. you, you learn a lot every time you do it. 
that's a whole different level of fun than I would think a lot of people would have. But, um, uh, you know, gravel, brutal, uh, that Trans-Iowa has retired, so to speak. And uh, you and a couple partners decided to keep at least the, the dream of the race alive. And um, you started a new race, which I think is called Iowa Wind and Rock Race. Yep. So yep, it's called Iowa Wind and Rock. So tell us about that. Um, after Trans-Iowa retired, um, I had a conversation with Mark Stevenson, the race director for Trans-Iowa, and he firmly wanted to retire that race in the name. And um, so I talked with him about, you know, me potentially starting my own version of that. And, and he gave that his blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I talked to two other Trans-Iowa finishers, Steve Fuller and Dennis Grauk, and said, you know, I, I can't do this alone. <laughs> I've got enough to do. And so they came on board to help me. And so we've put together an event essentially um, the same as Trans-Iowa, with just a few little differences. It'll be 100% self-supported. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll start and finish in winter set. And, um, you know, it's all cue sheet navigated. And they'll get the cues for, you know, the first section of the race in the morning. And then as they make it to each different checkpoint, they'll get another set of cue sheets. Oh, so there's no pre-planning. This is just no. get on your bike and suffer with everyone else. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, you can't look at the route, plan anything out. You know know where your stops are going to be, how far apart they are. So you really just have to plan for everything that could potentially happen and Mm -hmm. bring it with you or buy it along the way. And are you um, doing it similar to the Trans-Iowa where you have a certain number of hours and it's considered a race? Mm -hmm. Yep, it'll be a 34-hour time limit, same as Trans-Iowa. Which, I mean, it sounds, you know, for 340 miles, that's only 10 miles an hour. <clears throat> but, but you'd be surprised <laughs> at, at how slow you end up going when you're carrying all that stuff on your bike. And, you know, in, in April, if we get a lot of rain, sometimes the roads just dissolve. And right. <laughs> right. You know, it's really difficult. Do you guys have a uh, website or a uh, Facebook page yet? Yeah, we have both a Facebook page and Instagram account and a, and a website. It's iowawindandrock.com. Okay, so everyone needs to check that out and maybe uh, join you for the inaugural ride, which will be coming up in April? Yeah, the roster is already set for 2019. Um, we already had registration and are full. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we filled up pretty quick. And um, so we'll open registration for 2020 uh, in the fall of 2019. Okay, well, then they'll have to stay on your website and follow it and make sure they get registered for 2020. Yep. So now uh, as race director, um, I'm assuming that, well, I, you know, I'm not going to assume that you enjoy being race director versus being in the race, but you get to do the fun stuff like course design and pre-ride the, the route and things like that. Um, a, is it fun? And then B, what kind of challenges do you face? Um, I, I find the course design the most, well, it started out being the most interesting thing that's what got me into race directing when I was training for race across the west and race across America and those are such long races that if you just ride pavement all the time you just you lose your mind Mm -hmm. um you know where I train there's like maybe three paved roads that I can safely ride on so I I just started riding all these gravel routes and putting them together Mm -hmm. and and as you ride you just start seeing race courses like wow this would make a fantastic race course and so I I put one together and um, and made a race out of it called Spotted Horse Gravel Ultra, and so that was my first race. 
And um, then I just recently put together a second race also on some of my ram and raw training grounds. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be out of White Rock Conservancy. It's called Iowa Gravel Classic. And so between those races, I'll have three different gravel races. And that's, you know, putting those courses together is, to me, the most interesting part. And then as the race um, comes to fruition and people start finishing, hearing their stories and their experiences and what they've learned has been so incredibly rewarding. That's what's kept me coming back. Awesome. Yeah, just to hear people you know, they put out race reports or they send me notes or they talk to me at the finish line. And it's just great to hear, you know, people and their journey through fitness and taking on a challenge and, and, and finishing, you know, or even not finishing and then being motivated to learn and grow from that. And try it again. So, yeah. 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 So it's been really, it's been really a cool job. I'm, I'm excited to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, you mentioned a spotted horse gravel race. Um, can you give some highlights of like maybe when that occurs and what it is? That is a 200-mile race in October. Um, It starts and finishes at the Madison County Winery. It's usually the first Saturday in October. Um, And (laughs) I didn't want to have anything but a 200-mile race, but my friend, Catherine Makaseka, was was just set on 150 miles as a distance. And so I have both 200 and 150 miles. And, and I jokingly call the 150 the sprint. <laughs> so we refer to that as the sprint distance. And you wouldn't think there's really that much difference between 150 and 200 miles of gravel. And let me tell you, there really is. Uh, yeah. I've... <laughs> it's it's a long 50 miles. And, you know, just this past year, for example, I only had four people that were able to finish my 200 mile race. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody turned off on onto the 150 route and finished that instead, just because the weather and the road conditions were so bad. So you just really never know what you're going to get with gravel. Sure. It's a great challenge. Sure. So. And then the other one that you mentioned as uh, your, you are race director is the Iowa Gravel Classic, and that's going to be a new race, correct? Yeah, I'm j- I haven't even officially launched it yet. I'm putting a website together and just getting the social media stuff together. So there's not a lot of information out there yet, but that's going to be 100 miles and then either 50 miles or 100K, whatever works out better mm-hmm. with the route. And that will start and finish at White Rock Conservancy. And that was another one. I was like, God, I can't believe they don't have a gravel race yet. It's the perfect venue. Mm -hmm. And it just, the whole course is going to be south of there where all the hills are. And um, it won't go on any of the single track or any of that stuff. But all of that stuff is accessible to people who stay there. And so there's really something for the whole family to do. You Mm -hmm. know, if you've got somebody off doing the gravel race, you can hike or bike the trails or go canoeing or something. And or camp the whole weekend. And so I think it's just a great venue. I think people are really going to like it. Yeah. And I've seen photos and I've heard so much about White Rock. I have not been there yet, but I hear that that's just an amazing um, piece of land. Yeah, it really is. I I just love it up there. Awesome. Well, what keeps you motivated to get back on the bike? Ah, gosh, a lot (laughs) of different things, really. Um, you know, at this point, I, I don't feel like I have a whole lot left to prove race-wise. And so um, I'm really just trying to get back out there and check things off the bucket list. You know, um, as I was training for um, Ram and Raw and some of the, you know, the more complicated events, uh, my world got pretty small. And so, you know, I can't, I couldn't 
I don't know, I can just go mountain biking mm-hmm. or <laughs> enter, enter something that I thought where I might injure myself. And so I've got this whole list of races that, and places that I want to go that I, I just haven't been able to get to. And so um, I'm starting to check things off the bucket list. I'm yeah. racing a 500-mile race in August called the Hoodoo. And they have a self-supported division, which is really, oh yeah, um, yeah, it's quite challenging. So I'm excited about that. So really, just the idea of going to different places um, and seeing different things that mm-hmm. keeps me motivated. Yeah. And then I just, I just like, I think I'm just naturally an active person. I'm, I'm happiest when I'm in motion, sure. doing something. Yeah. And now um, you've got what three or four children? Four children. I have four kids. Yeah. And have any of them taken up cycling? No, my son was a commuter for a while, mm-hmm. and then and then he took up French horn and guitar, and oh. it just, <laughs> you know, it got really hard to haul those things around. And um, now my kids are getting up into driving age, so none of them are terribly interested in riding their bikes. Sure, but no, they've all got different things they're interested in. I've got a couple daughters that are into horses, and oh, cool. my son yeah. is a musician, and we've got a dancer, and so they're they're busy and active just in different ways. Sure, sure. Um, well, last question, any advice you would give to someone considering trying, you know, racing or gravel racing or maybe ultra distance? I think um, probably the best piece of advice I can give is just to, to ask questions um, and keep after it. I, I hear from so many people that are like, oh, I can't imagine riding farther than 50 miles. My butt hurts. My hands hurt. I, there's there's a reason I can spend days on a bike and it's it's because I've had a good bike fit and I've mm-hmm. got, you know, equipment that fits me and shorts that fit me. And, and so if you just talk to people, um, you know, Kyle Robinson at Kyle's bikes is a great resource. You know, he can steer you towards equipment or fix your bike fit and it, it doesn't have to hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something you want to do and pursue, you can make it more comfortable. <laughs> it doesn't have to be agony. Right, right. And, you know, when you take on, a longer challenge, you learn stuff, you know, you learn stuff about yourself and you become mentally stronger. And so I think it's worth it. And if people just persist and ask questions of the community, they can find a way, you know, to, to get there comfortably. Awesome. Yeah. And, and the mental game, like you said, making sure that you have that set up before you actually get on the bike and do something like an ultra distance. Yep. Yeah. You just got to (laughs) <laughs> it comes down to deciding really as right. simple as that sounds. You just have to decide you want it. And then, you know, you start, once you decide it becomes easier to say the right things to yourself when you're in the middle of a tough moment. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm having a hard time, I don't say, Oh, this is stupid. Right. But, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not going to get me anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. And, um, let's make sure our listeners, if they're interested, you know, just Google Spotted Horse Gravel Race or Iowa Gravel Classic. Uh, um, or what was the third one that you're doing? Iowa Wind and Rock. Iowa Wind and Rock. So all of those races are um, pretty interesting and a good challenge to put on somebody's bucket list. Yep. Yeah, it'd be great to uh, have some more people come out and meet more new racers. Yeah. And I'm sure you're always looking for volunteers, if anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Volunteering can be a fun job too and a great way to learn. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. All right. Thank you. Yep. Well, listeners, I leave you with a quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Anias Nin. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Think about it.
Hello, this is Andrea and this is Parrot Talk. Let me be probably not the first one to wish you a happy 2019. Uh, I'm so happy that it's a new year. I have been writing 2019 on all of my papers ever since we released the new logo in October. So thank you all for catching up to me, finally. So anyway, I hope you all had a good holidays. Happy holidays. I was gone for about three weeks there. So I'm feeling slightly feral as I come into work today. I'm trying to remember where my badge is, how to type, blah, blah, blah. So apologies if this podcast goes off the rails just a little bit. Trying to keep it focused. This is like my third or fourth take. So let's do this. As a part of my travels, I stopped by Primalware headquarters in Denver. Um, thank you for everyone to showing me a good time. I had a blast. I got to see the 2019 jersey in person and it looks great. So I can't wait to show you that in person as well. Um, and had so much fun. I got so many good ideas for our new Gemini tanks that are coming out later this spring um, and a couple other items. So it was really cool to see how it all works, how it all goes down over in Denver. Um, and thanks again for having me, Primal. They are my number one favorite jersey company. So anyway, that was a good time. Um, let's get down to business. I thought today I would ask myself a question. Why? First of all, I didn't get any questions, people. So I would love to have some questions from you about what you'd like to hear me talk about for Paratalk. But mostly I wanted to ask myself a question because it's what I wanted to talk about. So Andrea, when is the next draft event? Oh, funny you should ask. I meant to mention that. Um, our next draft is January 24th in Des Moines and it will be held at Confluence Brewing. So what is draft you may ask? Well, I bet you haven't listened to this podcast very many times if you don't know what draft is, but let me remind you. Um, draft is a joint event hosted by myself and Ragbri and Kathy Murphy, aka Murph, aka Murphology, um, aka Smurf, even though she doesn't like to be called Smurf. Sorry. <laughs> um, and People for Bikes, who's a sponsor of ours. Um, and draft is held all across the country, but Murph and I do all the drafts in Iowa specifically. And this kicks off 2019. When we're done with all of our drafts in 2019, it will be our third year of draft, which I am so excited about because they're always a ton of fun. The official description of draft is, join us for a fast-paced event of ideas, entrepreneurs, and bikes, capturing the exciting things happening at the bike industry at Draft Iowa in Des Moines in Confluence Brewing Company. Hosted by Iowa Bicycle Coalition and Ragbri. So it's basically we have some time for networking and having a beer or two. And then we'll have some speakers. And we have four to six speakers. And they all only talk for about five minutes each. So it moves pretty quickly. It's very interesting. The topic is bikes. So you know you're going to be interested in it. You know it's going to be, you know, engaging. Um, and then we have a short period of time where... Anyone who hosts a bike ride in Des Moines or the area um, or anyone who owns a bike shop, they can come in and talk just for about a minute about their own topic. So we get a whole wide variety of interesting things. Now, little air of mystery here. We haven't announced the speakers yet. So that's a secret still. We have a couple of interesting ones in the pipeline, but we are looking for more speakers. If you're interested in being a speaker, 
you can sign up for that on our Facebook page. Um, And coincidentally, that's also how you would sign up to be attending the event. And the Facebook page is kind of a weird title. It's called January 24th Draft Des Moines. But if you start searching for Draft Des Moines in the Facebook search bar, it should pop right up. And you'll know it's the correct event because it'll have all of our logos on it and the right date. So essentially, you'll know it's the right one because of the way it is. So there's your tip of the day. So it's completely free to speak. It's completely free to attend. And it's going to be a blast. And not only that, it kind of kicks off our 2019 January bicycling extravaganza. Where this is on Thursday. Draft is on Thursday. Friday is the Iowa Bike Summit. And you'd probably only go to that if you are some kind of regional planner. Or if you already know about the Bike Summit, you're probably going to go to it. Let me put it that way. Then Saturday, we have the Iowa Bike Expo, which is always so much fun. There's a ton of vendors. Um, They're really going to be packed in there this year. So we're going to have a lot of... You're going to get a lot of bang for the buck that you don't pay for attending. Because it's also free. But... You get a lot out of it. Then that evening, it's the route announcement, which I know we've all been excited for. Um, I have received no extra information about where the route is going to be, except I'm pretty sure it's going to be in Iowa. So don't tell TJ I told you that. Um, So that's a big weekend. It's an exciting weekend. Um, Kicking it off with draft. It's going to be so much fun. Sign up for free, speaker or attendee. Um, on our Facebook page. And I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to see you next week at the Just Go Bike 100th Podcast live at Big Grove Brewery in Iowa City. Um, And you can find more about that on the Just Go Bike Facebook page. I won't bore you with the details. I'm sure TJ and Mark talked about it. Um, And I have a little something up my sleeve. So it's going to be fun. Um, Can't wait. I will be live parrot talking. I can tell you that. Um, I can't wait. I'll see you all there or else see you at draft or at the Iowa Bike Expo or on the route announcement party. I will be everywhere. I will be saying hi. I will be excited. Um, can't wait. If you have any questions for me about Parrot Talk, let's get back to business for one second. I would love to have your questions for Parrot Talk, especially as we start getting into the bike trip planning season where we start looking ahead to the spring, looking ahead to the summer. Where are we going to be biking? What are we going to do? Let me know what you have for any questions. Even the most minor question, obviously, I'll be happy to answer that. Um, just get a hold of me at ragby underscore Andrea on Twitter. Or you can message our podcast in general at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or at our email, podcast at gmail.com. And I'm very proud of myself for remembering that after being on for three weeks. So, yeah, nice job. Um, hope you all have a great 2019 so far. Can't wait to see you soon. I'll squawk at you later. Okay, we've come to the conclusion of another edition. 99 episodes. Woo-wee. 99 (laughs) episodes. Oh, man. That... You know, really, really proud of this entire team for, you know, just 
putting in the work and doing interviews and you know always just you know answering um, questions that come in from from our listeners whatever it takes to to put those 99 out we're going to have some fun we're going to celebrate the 100th over at big grove in iowa city um you know check out our website you know let us know you're coming so we can be prepared come ride bikes with us you know have some fun if you got questions for us, we'll we'll do some we'll do some live podcasting. What the heck? And hey. um, we'll we'll see how it goes without a net. And uh, we might have a button that we can bleep out the uh, you know words that get out there. But uh, oh well, we might get that little <laughs> e on our podcast after all. So who knows? But we'll we'll try to keep it clean. Try to keep it at least PG thirteen, and uh, we'll see what we get. So uh, Mark, ninety nine episodes. Who have they been brought to you by? These 99 family-friendly episodes have been brought to you by Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. Think Iowa City is going to be host of the 100th edition of the Gisco Bike Podcast. So come out there to the Iowa City area and find out what bicycling's like there. Uh, Bikes to you. uh, Best bike shop and charter over in Grinnell, Iowa. Uh, If you're looking to ride Ragbri, I'd be checking them out because... uh, They'll haul your stuff and take care of you for the week. And then finally, Primalware, our good friends out of Primalware in Denver, Colorado. Um, They're going to be running the best Iowa bike jersey contest coming up. Uh, So we're anxious to uh, see who the winner is, but it couldn't be possible without our friends at Primalware.com. Yeah, very cool. So, hey, thanks again. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet... (laughs) Gosh, we've been doing this for 99 times already. So by now you should be tuned in and you should have a subscription there. But if not, you know, go over to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, whatever you get, Spotify, whatever you get your your right. podcasts on. Make sure you, you, you get those notifications that, hey, there's a new podcast out there. So um, just a reminder, January 10th, going to start up right after work there. Um, come over to Big Grove. No fee whatsoever. Just come. If you ride with us, we'll buy you a beer and uh, listen to some cool tunes from Mike McAbee. And we'll do a live podcast and some tunes after that. So it'll be a good time. We're just going to talk biking. We'll do a little biking and talk a little biking. So thanks again for tuning in all 100 of these episodes. If you haven't listened to all of them, you can binge listen real quick before the 100th episode because they're all there for you. So cool. Mark? Any words to, of wisdom to leave us with? Stay away from the slippery stuff. That's Ooh. that's just keep an eye out for the ice. Be safe out there. Don't uh, don't break a hip. Yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be bad. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.